So one of the biggest things for me that I'm going to talk, I guess, that I'm going to talk about is purpose from a young age. I've never known what I wanted to do because people would always ask, what do you want to be when you get older? And I didn't want to be smart. But I heard in the song one time somebody said I want to be alive. Sometimes I think about saying stuff like that or I just want to be older or, you know, the simple stuff. But as I got older, I started to learn it's not about what you want to do. It's what, it's what has God called you to do. And being nine, ten years old, that's something that you, I don't think a nine-year-old can answer. What has God called you to do? Um, but now I'm older, I kind of see how it all works out. To begin, one of the one of the some, one of the first things I began to learn is that if you want to reach fulfillment or obtain your purpose, you got to start with the simple, basic things. For me and how I see it, the Ten Commandments is where to begin. Uh, that's basic guidelines for satisfying God. And if you're following the Ten Commandments, there's no way you can take the wrong path because you're doing you're doing what God needs you to do. The uh, do I need to go over? Everybody knows the. All right. All right. All right. So the first one. What was that? Oh. The first commandment, no God before me. Or well, I, I'm going to say it how I see them. It's going to be the same order, but I don't, I don't remember the verse. I'm not like that. I'm not that good yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, but put no God before God. Don't, don't, don't say that you just can't have another God before your creator. There's only one God. The God that put you here, the God that put earth here, the one that constructs everything that you see around you. And then, no idols. And to me, it's kind of a strange one. How do you make something and then put that higher than what created you? Because you're like, I, that's like, a, I, I, I can't imagine it. If I made something, I don't even take that much pride in the stuff I make. So if I made it and then I said, this is better than what created me. That's kind of that's kind of hard for for the per even if you think about it with your parents. If you had if you were born into the world and then let's say you went out and you came back home with a a stuffed dog and you put this dog on the couch and your mom said clean your room and you looked at the stuffed dog and said Teddy said no. It's, <laughs> Like, 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 but you understand how how off that can come. You, you don't understand. Um, that's kind of how I feel. God looks at that when you have, and I even even if it's a celebrity, God created uh, celebrities. They're I I see them as equals. Yes, they're talented, but they're equals. They're man just like you are. People do put celebrities on pedestals and put them higher. Like. They're higher than gods, and you've got to be very clear that that's another man, another woman, and they have a gift that they put forth to praise God. It's good to praise God with them, but make sure you're not praising them as they praise God. Um, that's real good. 
the don't use the Lord's name in vain, that simply don't disrespect God, don't use his name out of character. You wouldn't like that. And he's above you, so of course he wouldn't like that. Uh, keep the Lord's the holy day, the Sabbath. Just he, He's aware that we would forget. Remember that day. Don't forget what he's done to orchestrate everything that's brought you here. And our over, one of our overall goals is to praise God. And this is one way to make sure that we praise, fellowship, and worship him as, as our God. Um, the next is love your father and mother. They are, the, w- the way I look at this is our father and mother, our parents, our caretakers, the ones who take care of us, they are not God, but they are your earthly version that you, like you see God through them. So you need food, you go to your parents. Your parents need food, they go to God. So that's how I see all that played out. Uh, thou shalt not kill. God, God and only God has the right to orchestrate the leaving of another man from earth. If you take away, if you take away a life, you're taking away more than just that one person's life. You're taking away another, another person's blessings, another person's uh, whatever they could accomplish, and you're avoiding them from achieving their purpose, which could affect someone else from achieving their purpose, which could also tie back around to you not fulfilling your purpose either because everyone's connected. That's, that's what God created us to do, to fellowship, grow with one another, and achieve that, that, just, that, that greatness that he has for us to, to, to praise him as one. Um, the next is thou shalt not uh, commit adultery. That's pretty simple. Don't cheat. Sexual immor- immorality. Uh, I honestly, today I don't see how people can do it with everything going around. It's kind of like it. it I, I guess that's why it's kind of late for it with the amount of people that are suffering from what comes with adultery. But it is what it is. Um, and then thou shalt not steal. And I. And I see that more as taking another person's blessings. You're taking what they worked hard for, what God has given them, and now you have taken it. You don't appreciate it, and you're more than likely manipulating what it was used for. Uh, And then false witness, don't lie. This one's pretty obvious to me. Jesus is the way and the truth, and we're supposed to be like Jesus. We're supposed to walk in his footsteps, and if you're lying... You can't do that, even if it's even if it's a little lie. You just you're not supposed to. You you can't do it. Then there's covet your neighbor's spouse and goods. It kind of goes back to the stealing and the adultery. You can't want something and see it all the time and think about it because your thoughts become what you speak and, and what you speak it becomes what you do so you, it, you have to be very careful about how you think how you approach situations things like that and growing up I used to think your neighbor the person next to you on each side 
but that refers to just any man, any woman, anyone, anyone that you come in contact with, they're, immediate, they're immediately your neighbor. Those, were, those commandments, just following that, it'll set you up where people are placed in your life, situations are placed in your life where you can't let yourself down or you can't, you can't be put in a situation where you don't know what to do because you're doing what you're designed to do. Um, another one, this is actually a hard one for me. Actually, no, I'll come to that last. I don't want to talk about that one yet. So the next one for me is kind of the work ethic. A lot of people, like as you get older, it's time to start thinking. It's like it's time to be serious about what you really want to do, what you want to be, and know who you are. Uh, one way that I feel that this should be done and that I'm recently starting to work on myself is just your work ethic overall. Uh, Romans 12:11, never be lazy in your work, but serve the Lord enthusiastically. And by that, no matter what you're doing, if you put the Lord first and you enjoy it, even if you don't enjoy it, but if you put the Lord first in what you do, you're going to reap from it because you're not doing it to benefit yourself, but you see it as a way to praise God. That, that, that it allows you to, it allows you to put yourself second. And when you're second, God's guiding you and it puts you back in that overall realm of what does God want me to do, not what do I want to do. Uh, ooh. And Matthew, oh, I wrote this down, Matthew 5, 13 through 16. I don't think I'm going to read it because it's long, but if you want to. Um, well, I, I can skim over it a little bit. So it's about salt and light. It refers to salt and light. You're the salt on the earth but what good is salt if it has no flavor and basically your salt is your spiritual influence what good are you if you don't use your spiritual influence in what you're good at uh, later on it refers to the light this is the evangelism side of what you do how you put God into what you're doing that flavor in the salt uh, where does it say it refer to yeah Actually, I might as well read it. You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it has lost its weight? I'm sorry. My glasses got rain on them. Uh, can you make it useful? Oh, wait. I'm going to start back over. My bad. You are the salt of the earth, but what, God, what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it useful again? It would be thrown away and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the... You are the light of the world like a city on a... Okay, you are the light of the world like a city on the mountain glowing in the night for all to see. Don't hide your light under a basket. Instead, put it on the stand and let it shine for all. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. So if you understand what that's saying, basically use your spiritual influence as use it to evangelize 
and and that's that's another thing that that overall purpose you're supposed to bring others closer to Christ through you and that's simply through doing what you enjoy doing what you are passionate about or with whatever you've been called to do but mention God fellowship with others continuously touching on the lives of others and I have other notes in here about going through all that it's a lot but I'm not going to go through it it's uh to sum it up as someone who is following what they are designed to do you will have people brought bless you you have people brought to you and your goal will be to at least slip God in somewhere God will create an opportunity no matter who you're speaking to or when you're speaking to them you can slip God in there and it doesn't have to be direct it could be very in like it like as simple as uh, they they tripped and fell and stand up and they're okay thank God it's that simple and and as long as you work God into the conversation God himself will keep bringing himself back up. He will open up opportunities for you to keep working on his presence. And you can continue to just live a Christ-like life in front of this person. If, if a relationship comes out of it where you see them on a regular basis and they're your friend or they're, they become a coworker or a teammate, simply showing what it's like to live a Christ-led life will work through them without you having to do anything about it. Uh, and then, I'm sorry, I don't have much because I had a real busy week. But uh, for me, this was, the, this was the biggest one. And God wants us to, God created the earth. He created us. God loves the earth. And he loves us just as much as he loves the earth. But we have to love what he created, and that means loving one another. For me, this was a challenge because growing up, it's not that I only cared about my family, but my family came first. I didn't see anyone outside of family as family. And in God's eye, we're all family. We're all one. We're all here one another and the big picture or the not the big picture the big mountain for me to overcome with this was marriage I've never seen the point in getting married until I was in evangelism class and my teacher kind of he broke it down to me in a way that made me feel I guess uncomfortable um, he we had a sign seating and it was by alphabetical order. My name had me on the end corner. <laughs> and he would walk by there every day and tap me on the arm and say, hey, and keep walking. He also wanted you to socialize the person next to you. And I remember one day he came down and he said, you never talk to her. And I said, I do. And he said, well, what is it that you say? Hey. And I sit down. And he said, well, what does she say back? Hey, how are you? What do you say? I'm doing good. How are you? And he said, is that the end? Yes. <laughs> um, and he told me, well, how do you think God feels about that? 
I was like, honestly, I think God has a lot more to worry about than me saying the simple things to somebody else. And he explained to me that every encounter is an opportunity to mention God. So I asked him, why don't you ask her that? And he said that as a man, he, he approaches men because he, he takes it upon himself to say that men need to take the initiative when it comes to bringing up God and all that. But overall, he led to, I don't even know how he got to this or got this out of it, but he came to the conclusion that you never know who God has placed in the world for you. And I just happened to be sitting next to a girl. So he's, he was saying that this could end up being my future wife and all that. He was like, well, because I think he ended up saying, ask her out. And I was like, I'm not interested. <laughs> and, and she was kind of like, oh. And I was like, not like that. I just, I don't see the need for it. And she was like, no, I understand that. And then she, he looked at her sideways. And he was like, what's wrong with you two? And um, we both kind of, we had the same mindset, and he broke it down that, or he, I told him that I just, I don't see the need for it. And he was saying, so are you saying that you are, or you have a better plan than what God has purpose for you? I was like, well, I don't think my purpose had anything with me being married. And he explained to me that the simple purpose to love one another, love everyone, and he gave us the command to replenish the earth. I was like, oh, he did say that. I was like, I ain't thinking anything about that. And he says, so how are you going to do that with yourself? I told him I, nothing. I can't, I can't say anything about that. And from that point on, like, he just kind of walked away. I was, I was left with this mindset of my whole life, like, I, I don't need not I don't need other people, but I don't need friends, I don't need girlfriend, I don't need to get married, I don't need a wife, but to follow God, like I, one thing I've always wanted is to be happy and follow God's purpose, but something like, the way he put it, that was like, a, it was almost like a slap in the face, like, like you're missing the first step to getting anywhere, and I was like, I guess I need to work on being social and caring about other people besides the immediate family that God has put me in. So that kind of spilled over into just friendships and developing bonds with other people, growing, allowing them to benefit from me, see what, they ha see what God has put in them for me, see what God has in me for them. Um, and in the book, he go, we went over marriage. And marriage kind of relates to all of it. I see marriage as all of it. But uh, what scripture did I write down? Matthew 19.4. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that was for later. But I can share it now. Um, Matthew 19.4, having you read, he replied, at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for his reason, a man will leave his father and his mother and be united with his wife, and the two will become one flesh. Although it's talking directly about a man and a woman, I see it more as when you get to a certain point in life, you need to work on connecting and being genuine with everyone you come across because 
God wants everyone to grow fellowship, learn, spread the word, and praise him. And, and although he mentions man and wife, which is important, it's also important to keep other people in mind as well because that's what he designed you to do. No matter what you do, if you are successful with it, you'll have the opportunity to put, put God on a, on a platform for everyone to see. And it was also an awakening for me because growing up, I was like, I want to move to Alaska. Nobody's in Alaska. You ain't got to worry about nothing but the polar bears and the ice storms and all that. And hearing him say that, I was like, well, then why would anybody move to Alaska? Why would you go to Alaska and live alone when God designed us to, I don't know, God designed us to be social creatures and, and praise him and fellowship with him. So that was, uh, that was kind of big. That's big for me. It's always been on my mind. And it's what I'm working on, so I figured I'd share it.